0: So the title is
1: Our taste Have Changed Over the Years. Does it suck? I don't know.
0: (laughs) See, I was going along that. I was thinking, Getting Older Sucks. But that doesn't address what we're going to talk about. But it does. Getting Older does suck. It does suck.
1: Our taste, do our taste, I don't know. I don't know. You got us into this, you
0: you pigeonholed (laughs) us in this
1: sucky title thing.
0: Do the titles of these videos suck? No. Yes.
1: <laughs> All right. So we know we're celebrating our like 10th year of the podcast.
0: Woo! And
1: Go team. I know. And so I've been doing a lot of personal reflection over my taste in games over the past. I guess we've been playing pretty hardcore for about 20 years now. God, really? Yeah. It's been that mm-hmm. long. And so I was thinking about how my taste over the years have changed. And it's, it's, I've gone from one thing to another thing, to another thing to where I think I finally at my old age settled into a rut of things that I really like. And now my scope of games that I like that I must have, must play, want to play is really small.
0: I'm finding. Well, I'm glad you've had this self-reflection, this, um, wanting to do uh, this reflection on how your games have changed so when you pitch this to me i started thinking about it and i don't know if my game taste because i've mentioned this on the show has really changed over <sighs> time because if i go back and i talk about you know playing games growing up you know when it was too hot to uh, be playing outside and things like that and i always went towards various games like stratego And then I've talked about when I went to a store and bought a bookshelf game, Panzer Leader. And then as I continue to look at my collection and how it is, I'm seeing that similar theme. So did I know something back when I was 14 years old? I don't know. But I will agree with you that what I have played or have been playing over the past 20 years has greatly changed.
1: Okay. Okay. Is it? Okay. Have you? As your uh, has your taste changed?
0: Um, yes. And you know me best. And I think the reason why my taste has changed is because my length of time a game can last has changed.
1: That's fair. <laughs> fair. So, our, so one thing that used to draw me into the game was theme. Uh, okay. when there's when there's so many games to choose from, I was like, I don't know. This looks cool because I like the theme. I mean, I went out and on a whim bought the StarCraft board game strictly Mm -hmm. due to the theme. Now, that may have led, that one game may have led to you, I don't like long games (laughs) because that was a very long game.
0: No, no, that did not lead to that. That was very enjoyable. Very enjoyable. So, no.
1: But then what, what I found out is I started buying all these games based on theme. That, you know, there's this running joke. It's like, you know, if, uh, if if something's based on like a TV theme or movie theme, the game is going to suck. Mm-hmm. In lots of cases, that was the case. And so me just strictly picking up a box and going, all right, just, just based on this box cover and what it's about, I think I'll get it and try it. And I found that that just wasn't doing it for me. And I probably realized that maybe about 10, 12 years ago.
0: Okay. And see, you were in my wallet back then. So we would play a game and then I would want to add it to my collection. Mm-hmm. But I have found that for me, the the length, the duration of the game, because playing Starcraft was enjoyable. But you and I had, because we could start late, we'd start at 8 p.m. at night and we could go till midnight, one o'clock. So I think yes. I think there may have been weeknight gaming nights too. It could have been, it may have been Friday. It may have been, it, it had to be Friday. Cause we all, you know, we worked Monday through um, yeah. Friday, of course. So it was a Friday night show up. Um, but I do think it was what we enjoyed and we, mm-hmm. you know, we enjoyed the various types of themes. Um, cause I mean, Catan was a gr- great game or Catan doesn't matter to me. <laughs> um, you know, but is it, a, what was the theme? You know, well,
1: the only reason why I bought that game is because I did the thing of what, you know, I was typing in what are the most popular board games. Mm. And that just kept floating to the top that ticket to ride. Right. So I got those two strictly based off Yahoo searches, which is probably what I was using back then. Wow. That was
0: pretty good. Yahoo. I like that. Mr.
1: Jeeves or whatever it was back then.
0: Look at you. Not showing your age on this as you're getting older.
1: <laughs> back, back, back when I was
0: using my Netscape browser.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh man, that was a good browser too. <laughs> okay. But so o- over the 20 years though, you're right. You were, and I were driving towards what seemed popular. And we were able to find out over those years, what mechanics did we like? And did you ever have a particular mechanic? Has your mechanic choice changed over time?
1: So that's when this transition started happening when I realized, wait a minute, the theme of the game is not what's really doing it for me, but some of the mechanics Mm -hmm. in the game is what I really like. And I remember really honing in. We played a ton of Puerto Rico, a Mm -hmm. mess of Puerto Rico. And that is, at its core, it's your basic resource collection, turning in resources, getting victory points, plus the idea of choosing a role and everybody gets to do a secondary function so that was my first really jump into Euro. So I like, ooh, I like the strategy of a spreadsheet. If I get this many resources here and I turn in these many resources to get victory points. So then I started diving into mechanisms.
0: Oh, I or, like how or, you did the little symbol for diving. I in. don't
1: well since since there's there a video cast of this, I can do some uh, yes. you know, some some video stuff here. So yeah, if you're listening on the podcast, make sure to go follow us on our YouTube channel so you can actually see. Us in person? Well, no, you probably don't want to do that.
0: Just stick I to the audio. It. Yes, I agree. But so you you saw Puerto Rico. Um, then for me, you know, it was the uh, set collection. Or but, and I always talk about this on the show is just how much I loved Pillars of the Earth. Mm. You know, what
1: the, was the first time you probably played that? Uh, was it before we started the podcast, or was it after? Oh yeah,
0: it was I before. It was, I think it was before. Okay. I, but then again, these past 10 years have been a blur. <laughs> I know. Everything has everything has compressed. I could have played that 2 years ago and it may have seemed like 10. I, don't I think,
1: think one of my early worker placement games was Lords of Waterdeep, and that really got me liking worker placement games.
0: Okay. And I remember playing Lords of the Waterdeep from from back then. Um and and learning about it, but that was right when we started the podcast. But
1: I feel like I played that before Pillars of the Earth. I could be wrong. Oh.
0: Well, I do know that I played Pillars of the Earth before you and I went to our first Origins together.
1: Okay. All right. Because so that's right at the beginning of the show or, yeah, right before the show started or right at the beginning.
0: Because I remember, you remember Mayfair, you had to play so many games and then you would get a discount. That was so, so much
1: fun. We had to collect the badges. If you mm-hmm. could get a complete set of Catan Resource Badges you got your name put onto a drawing for, Oh man, that was so much fun. Yeah. And, and you
0: got 50% off. And I remember yeah. spending my 50% off on nuns on the run back then, because I was looking for a big game yeah. for a lot of people, but I know I played world of uh, world without end, I think is the uh, next one in that series. i okay. I'd have to look it up because I, suddenly the brain is confused with world of Warcraft. Um, but I, I knew that I was looking for that next game in that series. So that's why I was thinking I played Pillars of the Earth before we started the podcast. But to that point, every game had to meet the same expectations. And it started me on the liking of the uh, gather the resource, convert the resources, worker placement, you know,
1: standard Euro type thing,
0: standard Euro type thing.
1: So what what happened was, as I got into those and really enjoying different types of Euros, you know, uh, we I can't remember when we played Dominion, but that sucked me into, you know, deck building games, mm, which I tended to it. like. Mm-hmm. But as we got in and started doing the podcast, all of a sudden we were playing a lot of the samey style games. A lot of the collect resources turned them in uh for victory points. And then it was like it was my eyes were starting to glaze over after a while because they were all a little too samey. And then it's like, well but I can play this or this and kind of get the same feeling. So then I started going, kind of going back to, well, maybe theme does interest me. And I think there was this turning point for me in, in 2016 when the Arkham Horror LCG game came out because I like card games. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the theme of that game. But all of a sudden, not only was it very thematic, but the mechanisms was very, there's a lot of resource management. Uh, it's a very thinky, strategic game. And then I started realizing, wait a minute, you mean it's possible for me to have a theme I really, really like and the mechanisms of the game I really enjoy? And that's what I've kind of converted to today to where I need theme and I need something fun to play. And I know people are like, well, Marty, that's everything. (laughs) It's like, but not, I don't know that it's really everything. I think there are a lot of Euro style games where the theme you see is pasted on, pasted on themes even though I may have enjoyed my time with it, will probably stay on the shelf more often than one with a theme I really like.
0: Okay. And I know that as I am shifting my focus, I am looking at what do I do over the next five to 10 years? And how am I, go- <laughs> this is sad, man. Now you got me sad. I'm sorry. Why? Because I'm thinking about as my mental state deteriorates over time. <laughs> seriously. My ability to comprehend rule books, my ability to teach games. I'm seeing, I've loved in the 10 year span of us going from these very simple ticket to ride type games to complex, thought provoking, engine building, constantly thinking ahead on move after move after move. And now I'm beginning to see, well, you know what? As I continue to play these games outside of our little gaming group, my gaming group can't manage that Mm -hmm. nothing against them. It's just uh, the time is not there. The patience is not there for trying to get one of those big thinky games out on the table, you know? Right. And I, I, so I'm looking at that. So where do I want to be? And in the past three years, I've shifted my focus to, okay, what games will I, when I want to get to game to the table with people, what do I need to have on my shelf? Meanwhile, for me, I'm looking at, and you're getting into these, are the historical games, especially the one player. And I've had historical games for a long time. Like I said, Panzer.
1: Yeah, and, and so I think that's where I wanted to have this discussion because I've started realizing, why am I so into historical games? And I found that I've always liked history, and there are some really cool themes, games out there that's really interesting to mm-hmm. me, but there's some really brilliantly design games that are a lot of fun to play. And I'm, I'm finding in this little niche of historical games is kind of scratching both itches. Mm-hmm. And it's funny on my discord channel, I was we talking about historical games and somebody said, I just don't see how you get into it. It just looks so boring to me. And I, I totally get that. Oh like, yeah. You're not in yeah. history or anything. And let's face it. This is, <laughs> this is something that a lot of people say you pick up a lot of GMT boxes And they ain't going to do it for you. You pick up the box to Andy and Abyss where there's a soldier on there with a gun. And it's just kind of black and white. It's like, why the heck would I want to play this? Where right beside it was Cuba Libra, which is a coin game like Andy and Abyss. And that one appealed to me more because it was a colorful box and also a theme that I knew, even though they're very similar in style. So I totally get, I don't get the appeal. But the thing is, I think it just comes down to it's a theme that I'm interested in with a lot of really cool design ideas that make me really enjoy the game. Prime example, Undaunted, World War II, two cool theme interested in the theme and the history of the war combined with one of my favorite types of games, deck building games.
0: But, which I'm with you, it's also games that I enjoy watching on TV. When I say this, stick with me. Okay. I'm a Star Trek fan. I know that. What's some of my favorite episodes? Anything to deal with changing time, time jumps, Mm. anything Mm -hmm. like that. Um, The original Quantum Leap. And and I look at TV shows that I've enjoyed where history changes. And these games give you that uh, capability. You can change history. This battle has changed. You talk about the coin system. How can you influence Cuba's development or outcome? We, we talk about Watergate, two-player game. You and I really love that game. How can we influence the Watergate? Can it change? You know, so any type of those type of games, which is, you know, over time, as I look back at this, when you say, hey, okay, look at, look at how yours changed, I'm like, but I've always liked games that have told me how I can change history.
1: That's, yeah. So, and people think, oh, my gosh, you guys are going on a historical kick. So, I got examples of games that are not historical that I – when I look back over the years, what game stuck out to me, it's because the theme meshed well with mechanics I like. Prime example, not historical at all. Netrunner. I thought oh, Netrunner oh. thematically was brilliant to bring in mm-hmm. that dystopian hacker type thing to the table with really cool mechanisms. Um, Lord of the Rings actually kind of did that for us. I just didn't realize at the time, the idea of you got the fellowship trying to go nine sites. So, and I look back, I was like, wow, it's not just the store creams. Heck, uh, as the recording, uh, as a recording today, um, the game found just launched for uh, Elder ooh, Scrolls. Ooh, uh, that's From Chick Theory Games. Dude, I am so psyched for that game. I know it's not until 2024. I love Elder Scrolls. I love the idea of building a, a character and like role-playing, and I know that Chip Theory has some really, really good game mechanics and rules built in their games, so I'm super hyped for that, and it has nothing to do with history.
0: Yeah. But that goes back to your um, video games. You talked about StarCraft. Mm. So would I be, if knowing how I am, if I saw that Game Found page and seeing that price point, would I be, would I be looking at you saying, I want that? The only reason why do is not because of the games I've played previously from chip theory is because of how much time I spent in Skyrim. How can I change that universe? Well, can't to be have,
1: fair. It's not Skyrim.
0: I know. I know.
1: Only reason why I, I said that I was watching a video from them today and they said, y'all, there's not going to be any reference of arrow to the knee. Because it's a different timeline. It's, it's from Elder Scrolls Online. And the only reason why I say it's because for myself too, I kept saying Skyrim, I think in our last episode mm-hmm. when I was talking about it, it's just Elder Scrolls. It's just Elder Scrolls. Um, but yes. anyway, no, I, I am super excited. Now, here's the thing. You have another Elder Scrolls game. You do have a Skyrim game right now, yes. don't you? Yes, I do. Um, I was so-so on that because I just didn't know much about it. But I'm more interested in this from chip theory just because i I trust them that the rules will be good,
0: but you also have uh, shied away from legacies
1: that's that's true that's that's a hundred percent and campaign so games
0: campaign so over time you're looking at okay there was that theory, you know that pandemic legacy it was mm-hmm. all these legacy games all oh, this is a cool idea you know let's be able to do this isn't it neat to be able to have undiscovered rules and change things out. I still enjoy them. Mm-hmm. The, but the problem is I don't have a steady group to game with to do that. Right. I can't, uh, we, you know, that is a commitment of, you know, 12 plays minimum.
1: Yeah. yeah. And the
0: last one I did was my city with Which, our friends. Go ahead. With, with our friends. And we did it via over zoom because we, we we were it was easy to do. Kind of like you're doing the video with Cuba Relibre. I was able to video the cards turn, turning up. So it wasn't easy. But I have shifted. Now, do we want to go back to any legacy games? That's not going to happen.
1: Right. Right. Um, You have really shifted towards, because you and Donna play a lot, a lot of two-player games. It's like anytime we get a chance to check out a two-player game, I know that you're super interested because you think, hey, here's something that you and Donna might enjoy.
0: Well, Well, that's because... I got to finish living with her. You, you and I, you know, we're, we're not in the apartment anymore, dude. Well, no, you know? No, I, I know that. I, I'm just, I'm just
1: saying that you, you said you're, you're looking at the next five, 10 years and you're kind of yeah. curating, cur, curating, curating your collection. And you're probably going to hone in on those games more often than you would say probably a legacy style game just because of the chance of getting it to the table.
0: Yeah. So in five or 10 years, I expect you to have your shelves shifted a little bit to where when the boys show up, Here's the thing, the boys aren't really playing board games anymore. Oh, They're they're the D&D, aren't they?
1: Well, uh, D&D and and, uh, 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 video games. Video games, yeah.
0: Okay, but when they come over for a family dinner, here you go, you're going to drop an hour, hour and a half game. Here you go, guys, let's play this game. No, No, I won't. (laughs) (laughs) They're
1: not really interested in that. And Unfortunately for me, now, if I was to say, let's pull out a Commander deck and play Commander, they'll do that all day long. Okay, so I, I kind of have to instead of lead them to play something with me, it's like if what they're interested in, I'll play with them.
0: So I know that, yeah. So when's what's the earliest that a hobby game can be played by, like five? Something five like six? that, yeah. Yeah, I guess I got feeling those will start showing up on our shelves eventually here in about yeah, ten years. Yeah, I mean,
1: hopefully right. not anytime uh,
0: uh, uh, too soon. You're not getting any <laughs> younger, dude. You need to get these grandkids rolling in, man.
1: So back on topic. So I was talking about for me theme and mechanisms, and like last year, I, I see right over your left shoulder you have Arc Nova on there, probably considered yes. the the top game, if not one of the top games of 2022. I think it's a very clever game. Uh, I enjoy my time with it, but the theme I just didn't really care about. Right. And as I'm playing the game, it's like it's I'm I'm enjoying the things I'm doing, and then when I put it away, I didn't think about it. Mm-hmm. Then I compare that to a game that we played just a couple months ago, John company Ooh. Um, heavy game, but I kept thinking about it because mm-hmm. the theme meshed so well with what we were doing in the game. Right. You know, and that I'm just finding those experiences stick with me when I can apply the theme with the game. And that's why I think that's why I like Arkham Horror so much. Lord of the Rings LCG was really cool, but you're controlling a team of people and I wasn't really attached to them, air quotes. Mm -hmm. In Arkham Horror, I'm playing this one character. He can never change, and he just keeps getting better. So it's like what I'm excited about Elder Scrolls, creating a character, making him better, and taking him on a little journey.
0: Right. Ark Nova, I heard it was best of two players. There you go. That's why it's sitting on the shelves. Haven't done it yet. Haven't had the time to teach Donna this game. So, I mean... It's about Zeus. Also, it's about Zeus. I mean, how benign is that? But yeah. then if you look past the shelves, you see Memoir forty-four, D Day dies. You know, so there's the military game showing up again just because that's that's why I enjoy all those, you know, we, we got the, you know, the David Thompson um undaunted series, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm thinking about also my future son in law. I'm like, he's in the, going to be in, he's in the military. Mm-hmm. He may not want to ever play him, but at least this will be something that can interest him. So, yes, I'm thinking ahead. How has my taste changed over time? It's beginning to be structured around events in my life more than anything.
1: Got it. And what's interesting, unfortunately, I'm probably going to miss out on a lot of good games just because now the theme isn't catching me. Another hot game from 2022 was Flamecraft with the cute little dragons. And it's like everybody says it's amazing. It's like, I, I just have no interest in playing. Okay. <laughs> and it's, it's just like, it's just not grabbing. And I know before I get chastised and the, and the comments and everything, if I sat and played it because it's so well loved, I would probably like it too. I tend to like what people generally like. It's just the theme just never grabbed me. And I know we make the joke all the time about, Oh look, it's another nature themed game. It's just, there's so many out there and there's probably a gym out there. I haven't played but the theme just isn't grabbing me. And I know somebody's going to say, well, Marty, it's the same thing with historical games. I I get that. No, I, I, some people are going to be more drawn to nature games, which makes total sense. That's definitely a wider appeal than maybe an historical game, but it's just, that's personal preference at that point.
0: But I see for me that I don't over time, I don't think theme has ever been a major part of my decision. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you never
1: picked up a box and go, just because of what this is, I'm interested in it.
0: Okay. All right, strike that. Yeah, point. I mean, geez. Uh, oh, it's a military box. Here it is. Okay.
1: <laughs> Does it matter what military? Like, for example, uh, Middle Age combat, for some reason, interests me. I don't know why. An ancient mm. combat. Romans, Greeks, uh, Middle Ages, even lend more, me your ears. Yeah, maybe even more so than possibly World War II. And maybe it's because of my ignorance of those. I'm just more interested to learning more about that. So is it any type of military conflict or is there, you know?
0: It's any time, any kind of military conflict. But if I were to rank them, it would probably go, um, it would be World War II and then we would put Vietnam conflict and then we would move on down. The, and I think a lot of it has to do with keep going down is the um, then go to the the Knights and Napoleon conflicts, things like that. Um, I think it comes down to the armaments that they have where modern day combat just doesn't really interest me as much. And Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but, and the theaters and we've gone from how our change to our historical, you're on a historical gaming podcast type talk lately. And I'm trying not to
1: do that. Y'all. I know that, that immediately that just turns people off and I get it, but I'm I think we're just trying to make the point is is that, Theme really drives well, me personally into stuff that I like. Even if it's not historical, it could be something else. Uh, it's just the theme is going to grab me more so as long as the game is. It has to be both. It's kind of, It's got to be both or I'll play it once, twice, and maybe never again.
0: Yeah. But to your point, I would say at the beginning of the podcast, when we were looking at this, it was going to be theme or something that I knew about to, to draw me in. Mm-hmm. Over time, it then became, all right, what, what mechanic is there? What mechanic do I enjoy the most? That is the one that I'm going to levitate toward, gravitate towards, not levitate, gravitate towards. And then now I'm immediately grabbing the box, flipping it over. All right, it is X hours long, <laughs> re- requires X amount of number of people to play. And here's the theme. Yeah. All right. Here's the mechanics that I can tell from the back. So that is what I'm looking at now.
1: So I, I, I'm the same way. Our requirements of what's going to stay on our shelf probably is getting narrower and narrower over time. Yes. yes right.
0: Hmm. As I oh. as I looked as I look at them, yes. Or what will come in on yeah. the shelves?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you know, because we've played so many games over the past ten years, I, there's a there may be a, a mechanic that I like. And 25 games that'll come out that year will have that mechanic. So that's like, well, I know I can play any sort of game, but which of these 25 am I going to hone in on? And it'll probably be towards the one with a theme that I like the most.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. And I will look for a time frame. I really frame. will.
1: But you still, well, that's because of the group that you're going to play with. You still mm-hmm. will be willing to play a longer game, occasionally i guess oh yeah
0: even though even though we make fun of me getting my switch out and being grumpy when I, we have the big i love our saturday game days but even that has gone from 10 hours to 6 hours okay <laughs> that's true <laughs> and and i and it's not it's just once again i have gotten older to where it's like okay the brain has saturated the gray matter has soaked up as much as it can and am and i overtaxing The system a little bit. If you put down, you know, you always talk about ending a game, but if we just I'm very excited that we're going to get to play an 18xx game. Yeah. Very excited. You just picked up Maria. Yeah. Okay. Um, I've got, I forget I've got a, oh, uh, the Civil War GMT game. I'm very excited for us to play that. Yes, 100%. So I'm looking forward to those, but do not put Maria on the table and an 18xx game that ain't happening.
1: Right, <laughs> we we, bar- we barely we used to be able to open with a small game, a long game, small game, and now it's pretty much it's the long game only.
0: Yeah, we're going, we're playing, we're doing the long game. That's what yeah, we're playing so for.
1: We don't get to book in the long game with anything anymore. So let me ask you all this: that have been uh, watching, if you're watching on uh, uh, YouTube, what ha- has your tasting games changed over the past 10, 15 years? Uh, and if you want to, you can join us on our discord channel. Let us know our, 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 your thoughts there. What, what are you into now? Is it theme? Is it mechanics? Is it a mixture of both? Or are you just looking to have a good time? I think what it comes down to, I just want to have fun. Mm. And now I, I my my window of fun is kind of narrowed to what I see. What uh what's going to fit that hole.
0: And I think mine's an hour and a half.
1: Regardless of what it is, whether it's flaming dragons or whatever, it's don't care. I I don't
0: know. (laughs) Give me a good game mechanic. Get me some dice on the table for an hour and a half. I'll be a happy camper. You good.